0: Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's go and look at a few scriptures in an attitude of prayer and see what we can receive as we trust God for this month and time ahead. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Abba Father, for helping us to receive, helping us to do exactly what you've called us to in this day and hour. We're so grateful. Thank you, Abba Father. Worship you, Lord Jesus the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure by now, even unbelievers know that things are seeming to be uh, coming to an end, or these are days that you could call, you know, last days. And uh, I believe that the Lord has tried to keep us always with this thought, and prepare us so that we would always make choices that will eventually glorify Him and add to our lives and add to the benefit of God being with us. Amen? So, I believe that it's it's along those lines that probably we'll receive more instruction today. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that we're going home and uh, we'll be in heaven For a period of at least seven years, and then we will come down with the Lord when He comes to um, start the millennium. Praise God, which is a thousand year reign uh, with Him. Praise God. And meantime, you and I are as though we are carrying that uh, experience with us, because here we have Jesus seated on the throne. In our spirit, man, and then, you know, uh, His kingdom, His life, flowing in our lives from the Spirit, and bringing His blessing, His prosperity into the rest of our being, Amen. So we have a a foretaste of that period that's coming on the earth, known as the Millennium. We can enjoy Jesus enthroned in our lives. Hallelujah. So, you know, with these kind of thoughts, we are going forward. So let's not be too worried, really, um, about so many things, but rather let's worry or be concerned about um, getting whatever we need to uh, get right, get straight, before we go back home. Hallelujah. So I would like us to Think along those kind of lines and get uh, excited. Praise God. In uh, Romans chapter 14, in verse 8, you remember it says, Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Hallelujah. God owns us. Everything is for Him. He has purchased us. We are not our own. We belong to him. Hallelujah. So the one who has purchased us is faithful. He knows how to take care of his property. At the same time, we have a will and a choice. And uh, so, you know, he's a good God. He won't struggle with us at the same time. But he'll try to let us know that this will be better if you choose like this. It will benefit you. And the whole story eventually will be better. I know we've all made mistakes. But yesterday is over. Today is a brand new day. And we are at the beginning of a brand new month. And so we have another opportunity to choose. To do it right. Because we belong to the Lord. We are not our own. Hallelujah. So when God speaks to us, we should just... Be aware, and you know, have ears to hear what he has to say. Praise God. Verse nine continues: For to this end, both Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. So Jesus has identified with us in death, and even in resurrection. So that he can be Lord over every aspect of our life. Praise God. Verse 10 continues. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. For as it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue shall confess to God. Verse 12 continues. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this, rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Hallelujah. So, after this Time, which is running out shortly, we're going to go into a place of having to give an account of what we have done while we were here. So rather than spending your time trying to judge others, let's try to judge ourselves, to check our lives and see if we have lived out uh, the optimum plan of God for our lives forgetting yesterday and receiving instruction for today Amen because that's what we're going to be concerned about and we're going to be carrying the results of our choices uh, into eternity praise God and you know that that's a very long time so as the days are approaching towards our take off or our leaving the earth Isn't it a wise thing to just make sure we are doing everything we can to make sure that we can have eternal benefits, eternal um, rewards or accolades? Hmm. God is going to judge the good things and the bad things. And whatever is uh, not done properly um, according to His will, Whatever is not done in his plan, it will be burnt up. So it's, it's not just doing good, which is human good, but doing divine good, or doing God's plan. So let's try to be as accurate as possible. Let's see if we can do according to the will of God, which is also the word of God. Hallelujah. So... I know God has specific plans for individuals, but there's a general plan for all of us which comes from the Word of God. So let's be careful to rather not hinder others and be a stumbling block to them, but rather encourage them to go forward and accomplish God's best so that we can carry rewards into eternity where it really matters. This life that we are living on the earth Um, is very temporal. I'm sure you're realizing that by now. And so, praise God, there is eternity. There's going to be ages and ages and ages, where whatever we have done while we're on the earth, will be carried on us. The Bible says some of us will shine like the stars, others like the moon, some like the sun. Notice that. So there's going to be differences in our shining, in our uh, countenance. Praise God. So we might as well look clearly beyond this natural realm where things are winding down and uh, go into the realm of what God has been trying to say all the time, which is eternal, which is not temporal or temporary. Hallelujah. It's very real and it's more real than anything we can see or feel. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad. You are saved. I'm glad we belong to the kingdom that is eternal. Hallelujah. Praise God. So with these kind of thoughts, let's see uh, what God would have us to receive. Glory to God. You know, you may be uh, living in all kinds of thoughts passing through your head. But you don't have to accept everything, you know. You don't have to receive all the thoughts that go on out there, you can decide what you want to think about, praise God, so be careful that you don't just meditate on everything, don't give your time and let your mind drift off with what is temporary, the problems of life, the challenges of life are common to all of us, there's nobody out there that has a very special kind of problem, I'm telling you, Everything is just normal with everybody else. But the Bible says we have a different uh, story or victory or outcome. Amen. Let's look in Jeremiah. uh, I'm sorry, the next uh, chapter after Jeremiah is Lamentations. And it's written by Jeremiah himself also, I believe. But uh, like the scripture calls it Lamentations, there's a lot of complaining there. Lament, you know, um, he went through some tough times there, and so out of his complaints, he said in verse 17 of chapter 3, He said, uh, Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace, I forgot prosperity. So, you could be going through things in such a way that you think uh, God has done this and God has done that, but I believe that. You are of a different thinking. God is not the one who steals, kills or destroys. His plans are for good, not evil. To give a future and a hope. And He has not changed His mind yet. I want you to know that God does not change. Amen. So whatever you go through, whatever situation or challenge is down there in your life on the earth. you know uh, It can so affect you that you may forget about prosperity even. But it's, it's part and parcel of God's plan for your life. Because Jesus paid for it. Hallelujah. Jesus paid for every kind of prosperity. Spirit and then affecting your soul. And then manifesting in your body. So don't let the problems of life challenge you to a place where you even forget prosperity. You're just managing to live. Or you're just wanting to exist. Hallelujah. Don't be, you know, in the same boat as Jeremiah of Lamentations. Verse eighteen And I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. So you may get to a place where you're saying, I have no hope. There's nothing. It's it's a gone case. But verse 19 continues, remembering mine affliction. So it's a, it's a choice. If you decide to remember the affliction or the problem, notice misery, wormwood, or wormwood and gall, all those kind of bitter things. He said you can either remember that, and if you remember that, you have the result of that. Verse 20, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. (laughs) So if you keep your soul there in those memories, you'll be brought down. Amen. Then he goes on in 21. This is now becoming positive. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. So he's beginning to understand that recalling things to the mind can change your hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he proceeds into verse 22. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Oh yeah. you know It's possible to, to just be driven by your thoughts this way and that way. But we can choose to recall the goodness of God, the plans that He has from His Word for hope, for prosperity, for good, not evil, to give us a future and a hope, to bring us to the expected end. God doesn't have any other plan for us. Amen? So be careful uh, what you are thinking about, what you call to remembrance. Make sure that you check your thoughts properly and what you are meditating on so that you have hope you have future you have a good expectation you are thinking the good plans of god because god's word has not changed whatever you see there is changing of course you know all kinds of stuff is going on out there you're realizing more and more how certain people are coming to the forefront Certain authorities are being uh, more and more powerful, in quote, and are shaking the world. You're realizing that this is not just, you know, a, a devil. This is also man involved here. When they are combining their forces, you can see they're bringing everybody to a place of subjection. But thank God, you, you don't have to submit to those kind of things. You can submit to the Word of God. You can think about the Word of God. Hallelujah. And have hope. Because it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It is His mercy. It is His thoughts. It is His plans. It is what He has paid for that is going to sustain us. Hallelujah. They are new every morning. So like we said, it's time to uh, enjoy life on a daily basis. And don't be worried about the next day. Hallelujah. It's a simple choice of the wisdom of God to live one day at a time. Amen. So keep that in mind and uh, let's go forward. Praise God. Don't forget now, God is still good. God is on the throne. God has good plans. Amen. No matter what's happening out there, it hasn't changed God's plan for you. Amen. That's what is important. With that in mind, let's go on to see uh, another scripture or two. Let's see if we can go to the book of Proverbs and observe there the ninth chapter, Proverbs chapter 9. We spent a lot of time talking about wisdom, a couple of months, uh, a couple of Wednesdays. And wisdom is very powerful because... um, It makes you choose and gives you length of days, riches and honor. Hallelujah. Wisdom is likened to that virtuous woman and uh, the woman that you should marry. Praise God. But notice in verse 1 it says, Wisdom had builded her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. There are interesting things about seven all over the scripture. Praise God. Maybe we'll talk about it. I'm not sure. Let's see. Verse 2. She has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. So notice wisdom has um, some food there and some wine furnished her table. Praise God. She has sent forth her maidens. She has cried upon the highest places of the city. You know, thank God for the word and the messengers of the word who even affected our lives, isn't it? Wisdom was calling us from long time. Thank God, wisdom made contact with us. Hallelujah. To come and feed. Verse 4. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanted understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. What does that remind you of? That's right, communion. Amen. So you can see that it is wisdom to be able to enjoy communion with God, communion with the Word, communion with the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is also a name for Jesus. Hallelujah, is a name for the word of God. God made him to be wisdom for us. Unto us, wisdom. Glory to God. So communion means that you are thinking, communing in your deep thoughts. You are bringing thoughts to your mind. You are fellowshipping with them. You are getting deeply connected with those thoughts. And as a man thinks, so is he. See, And every kind of blessing and uh, result will be seen through what you are actually thinking upon. So wisdom has invited us to commune and has given us that bread and wine. Glory to God. And in the same chapter, if you read along, it talks about another kind of false wisdom which has only water and bread. (laughs) Glory to God. So we'll choose wisdom. Amen. We're going with wisdom which has wine and bread and a table full. There's a banquet there. Hallelujah. And as you go on it says, verse 6, forsake the foolish and live. So you may have to leave certain people even. Just let them be. It's alright. Go in the way of understanding. Decide that you're going in the way of understanding. He that reproveth a scorner, this is where the correction comes. And who do you correct? So don't waste time correcting certain people. Let God find us available when He wants to correct us, right? Because we're planning to stand before His throne. Remember, that's how we started. And when He sees us, it's not to throw us into hell, but to give us rewards. So let him be able to trim us, train us, so that he can rejoice over us excitedly as a good father with a proud son and a blessed son. Hallelujah. That you say, Woo, Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad I yielded to the correction. Amen. He that reproveth a scorner it to himself shame. If you spend time trying to correct the scorner or the guy who uh, thinks that, He is correct and everybody else is wrong. That's the scorner. They laughed at Jesus. The Bible says they laughed him to scorn. When he said the the child is not dead. she's just sleeping. Remember? They laughed. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. And he put them all out. Jesus doesn't like that, that attitude. Scornfulness is to be tested. You have to make sure you are not scornful. That you are available to hear. That your ears are open. He that reproveth a scorner, geteth to himself shame. He that rebuketh a wicked man, geteth himself a blot. You're going to waste your time. Instead, you're going to get yourself dirty. So, praise God. I don't think you should waste too much time trying to correct people who will not receive the correction. Verse 8 says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. It goes further. This person may even hate you. They may turn against you. They may rend you. Hallelujah. It is possible. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Glory to God. So when the scripture comes to you, when the word comes to you, tell him, Lord, whatever you have to adjust in my life, feel free to tell me. I know why you're doing it. Because you want me to partake of your nature, which is Blameless, holy, higher than the heavens, to be in a place with God Himself. It's going to make you feel excited one day when He says, hey, Come and stand next to me, come and be with me, come and sit with me. <laughs> Where He says, James, Peter, John, come. The other guy's out. See, He's that kind of person. Very interesting, right? So those who get close to him, they also get these kind of corrections. Remember, Peter was often receiving something or the other. <laughs> but Peter is also quite a hero. So, you know, let's have ears that hear. You know, when he's correcting us, when he's adjusting. He's saying, these days are running out, boy. Time is running out, you know. I'd like you to adjust this. Don't think this. Don't think that. Think this. Receive this. Don't forget prosperity. Like Jeremiah who, who forgot prosperity because of the times he was going through. I'm still the God of prosperity. I'm still the God of blessing. I'm still the God who has not changed. I already paid for all these things. I already went to hell for these things. I made sure the curse was taken off your life. Please keep thinking right. Don't get molded by what's going on outside there. Don't get moved by what is going on in the world. When he corrects you, receive it. Amen. If he, notice, Reprove not a scorn, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he will love thee. Eventually, when you see, down the road, where you're going, and you see the target that God has for your life, which is to bless you, to actually surround you with his shining, so that you partake of that, eventual glorious shining you say okay i don't mind i'll i'll receive the correction it's okay lord whatever you say i'm available amen give instruction verse 9 to a wise man he will be yet wiser teach a just man he will increase in learning can you see why sometimes you reach a threshold where you cannot go further in understanding or learning, is because the correction was not accepted. It's good to hear the correction, but then it's another thing to implement it. Once it is implemented, then you move to the next level. You will now increase. Glory to God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy is understanding. Whether we like it or not, the benchmark to prove that you are growing, and maturing, and developing, is that you have a different way of looking, you have a different way of hearing, you have a different way of thinking, you are thinking like Him, you are looking like Him, you hear the right stuff, amen. Verse 11 says, For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased it's going to affect your the length of your days you know the the length of your years verse 12 if thou be wise thou shalt be wise for thyself if thou scornest thou alone shalt bear it notice that basically people may try to help you but you will be bearing it yourself i was thinking about having to lie down on a bed Where you lie down and lie down until you have sores on your back. Have you thought about that stuff? So the fact that when you lie down, you keep turning and turning is also in God's plan. Because if you just lie down in one place, you get dead sores. Hallelujah. Lying down is good. But, you know, lying down like that is not good. What does all that mean? Man... Let's lie down as much as we can lie down. And let's get up and do what we have to do also. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with lying down. Nothing wrong with enjoying. But imagine being bedridden. Having to lie down every day for months. You can't do anything yourself. You are on some machine. You are on some... Thing or the other people have to do everything for you. Man, that's not fun. That's just not fun. So, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, We should pray for people as though you are in the body with them. You should remember these kind of things. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is a good God. Think about it. Hallelujah. (coughs) We're not going to lie down like that in Jesus' name. Amen. None of us in Jesus' name. I believe that whatever instruction comes, whatever has to be done, we'll do it and we will have length of days. We will have a good time. We will have a blessed time. Instead of just thinking about what's going on in the bad news... What's going on in the world and forgetting God's prosperity, forgetting God's blessing. Your mind has wandered. So God may be telling you to keep your mind up to date with God's word. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 7 verse 1. My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. There's some laying up that has to be done. It's the laying up of the word. Lay the word inside you. Pack it up. Make sure you have plenty there. Keep my commandments and live. Keep the word and live. My law as the apple of your eye. Notice that. That means that it's affecting your eye. Praise God. You're seeing things differently. Bind them upon thy fingers. Write them upon the table of your heart. Say unto wisdom, You are my sister. Call understanding, thy kinswoman, that they may keep you from the strange woman, from the stranger which flatters with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. you see that? So here, wisdom is like someone... Looking through the window. Everybody looks out the window. But wisdom looks differently. Wisdom looks at the young guy and says, You're going the wrong way. Hallelujah. So everybody has the same scenery in front of them. Whatever is out there, you know, everybody's going through it. But wisdom has a different way of seeing it. So through wisdom, our eyes... See differently. Our ears hear differently. Our senses perceive differently. Amen. So if you have to adjust something. From the word of God. You know. Let it begin to affect you. That you don't see like everybody sees. You don't hear what everybody hears. You you are selective. Amen. Praise God. So Jeremiah said there in Lamentations. He said. This I recall to my mind. That I may have hope. So you know that communion is about recalling. Recalling things. Remembrance. Bringing to remembrance. What Jesus has already done. So we are going to spend time remembering. It's not anything else. It's not that the bread becomes the body of Jesus. Or that you know communion cup. The juice becomes blood or any such thing. It is a moment that you can calm down and remember. Jesus has paid all these things. In your busy life, you have to be able to calm down and think about what Jesus has already done. What is your mind thinking on? Let's remember, Jesus has paid once and for all. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember that. Shall we go look at that for a minute? First Corinthians chapter ten, or rather chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, said, Take eat, this is my body. Which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. I'll ask you a question. Who was this written to? Was it written to pastors? Who was the Corinthian book written to? To believers in Corinth. This is instruction to believers. Hallelujah. Why do people just have to stumble over these things? What is the problem here? It's very simple. (laughs) People want to take simple things and make them religious. And bind others from the freedom of remembering and taking to heart what Jesus has paid for. How often do you remember? That's how often you take this meal. Hallelujah. As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till He come. See? And if His coming is real close, I think we should think more and remember more. Don't you think so? And so I would say, do this properly. Enjoy communion with wisdom, with the word, with what Jesus has already paid for. Enjoy it as a family. Think upon what He has paid for and how it has settled some things. It has been paid for. Show it until the day that He comes. That means, even if it looks like things are not working out, communion is a proof that it was taken care of. Fellowship with those thoughts. Hope will come. Hope will come to pass. See, your hope is so powerful, the enemy knows it. If you are hopeless, that's what you get. You get hopeless. You get nothing. But if your hope is set... Properly, you get what you hope for. Your expectation comes to pass. Amen. So Jeremiah said, I forgot prosperity. Then I recall to my mind it's of the Lord's mercies. What's the mercies of God? It's what Jesus has done for us. Because of what he paid for, you can say, He who knew no sin became sin for me. And I, notice, I, By His poverty became rich. I am now healed by His stripes. By Him becoming a curse for me, I am blessed. All these things were done at the same time by this loving, merciful Creator. Hallelujah. For us, became sin for me, so that I might be righteous. He became sickness for me. Very sickness itself. So that I might be healed. He became the curse. So that I might be blessed. Has that changed? Because the time has come to the end. So there's no blessing. The blessing is still there. Has he- health and healing changed. Because the days are the last days? No. It is done. It is settled. It's just that the hope. The emotions. The imagination. The memory. All these things are being bombarded. By the things which are seen out there. Which everybody is going through. And they're trying to put it on you. You don't have to receive that. You can take communion and think and commune over the thoughts that Jesus has paid the price. Until the day he returns. Hallelujah. So I would say, commune more with wisdom. Commune more with the word of God. Commune more with the finished work. What Jesus paid for rose up on the third day, ascended on high, sat at the right hand of the majesty on high, and prays for us today. If Jesus is praying for us, it's going to be alright. Hallelujah. Amen. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, 27 says, and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, it's not that the person is unworthy, it's the way in which he takes it. So what's important is that it is done with the right kind of thinking. But let a man examine himself. 28, that's where the correction comes. If you have to adjust something, please examine yourself. It didn't say let the pastor examine him. Especially in this time. I don't even know who's watching. I don't know if you're even bothered to watch what we are putting out there on the net how can I come and judge you how can I come and examine you, no I can't, I'm just doing this by faith, I'm speaking by faith, I'm ministering by faith, I'm living by faith I'm thinking about what Jesus has paid for that's how I'm going forward that's how I go one day after the other I don't know if you're there or not I don't hear from you some, some people have not even heard a word out of their mouths. Praise God, that's all cool. That's alright, no problem. But you better get it right also. Get the word, get, get the clarity. 28, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. But let a man examine himself. So... Eventually, you have to examine yourself. (laughs) And then take that meal properly. If you have to make some corrections, please go ahead and do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 29. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh condemnation, that's what that means, to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You see, there's a body here. Whether you are internet or not net, there's a body. So you can live on the mountain if you like But you are a body You have to know the Lord's body And you may not be wanting to say a word You may be singing Tananana in your house alone But I'm telling you You are part of the body And if you don't discern the body properly You're not going in the right way Yes I'm talking to you So you better get Right Better make some adjustments and get into the body thinking. You're not just on your own. You're part of the body and you belong to Jesus. You don't belong to yourself. Alright? Get it. Manslayo. For this cause, verse 30. Many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. That's not a Dunlop pillow sleep he's talking about. He's talking about the sleep of death. (laughs) For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Praise God. So, please, the word of God is very clear that God has given us a system in the word to be able to correct, self-correction. And I'm not here to bury anybody. And I don't want to bury anybody. Are you getting this? So if you take this meal properly, if you remember and recall to mind the things that give hope, what Jesus paid for, if you keep your mind stayed on these things, we don't have to die like that. Till the Lord comes. Till the Lord comes. Till the Lord comes. Till the Lord comes. The Lord comes. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. I know sometimes it sounds strong, but you, know, you have to face it. You have to just understand. Some of you have gone to Bible school. Think about it. So you went to Bible school. Do you still read your Bible? Think about it. What is your mind full of? Think about it. Hallelujah. Alright. Ah, glory to God. I don't like saying these things, but it's a little easier because I don't see you anyway. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. So you are adding to our problems. We already have enough problems. Now you are talking like this. This is God's word. I am not talking any other way. And I believe you are not a scorner. You are the person who loves wisdom. Who loves God's way of doing things. And if you tell such people, they will receive it and they will increase. It's going to affect our length of days and our honor. We are all going to stand in front of Jesus one of these days, very soon. And we're going to give an account. And everything will be checked. And the fire of God will be applied to those things we have done. And that which is done with the direction and the word of God as the basis is going to come out as you know, precious stones, as silver, as gold. Other things will just be burned to pieces. I mean, just burnt. Smoke will be there. Amen? So this is the time to actually get better, not worse. This is the time to do things better. Because the days are closer. And you are going to enjoy it. The person himself is going to enjoy this forever. Some are going to shine like that forever. Hallelujah. From here it it just keeps going that way. It just gets better. So please understand my heart. Understand my concern. And try to get what I'm saying. I believe this is what we should be hearing today. Amen. Let's commune with wisdom more. Let's spend time thinking about what Jesus has done. Instead of making excuses. Hallelujah. Don't forget prosperity. Don't forget health. Don't forget the blessing. Don't forget wholeness. Because things are changing on the outside. It doesn't matter. We always were called to live like this. To look at what Jesus paid for. That's the core of our faith. If Jesus is not risen, the Bible says we are dead in our sins. That's 1 Corinthians 15. So we haven't seen Jesus. We haven't seen him risen. We haven't been to Jerusalem. I haven't seen anything like that. So I just had to believe what the scripture says. If Jesus is risen, then I am righteous. I'm a saint. You're a saint. You are the blood bought. You are washed. You belong to Him. You are not your own. And He knows how to take care of His own. The Lord knows them that are His. Amen. So we are not going to hell. But we want to live the full life. We want the full testimony. We want to go into the glory realms. We want to go into eternity differently. We want to experience The greatness of God that was planned for each one of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Now we're going to take a small trip and go into some other details. Hebrews the ninth chapter. Paul, I believe, wrote this and this is how he's speaking. He says in verse 1, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made the first, wherein was the candlestick, the table, the showbread, which is called a sanctuary. So you can see he's talking to Jewish people. He's bringing up you know, the Old Testament uh, tabernacle, the picture or the type which was given to Moses on that mountain and which he built. So he's reminding them of that and trying to insert into their minds Jesus and the superiority of the new covenant. Hallelujah. So you know he's talking to Jewish people. We are not even Jewish people. I mean, I'm from the Indian uh, descent. Praise God. I don't know which descent you come from, but you're definitely... Uh, In the new covenant. So ideas have to be adjusted to the new covenant. That's the whole point. Verse 3 says, And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. You know, the holiest of all. After the second veil. So there's some curtains like that. And um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about how the, the veil was torn after Jesus died and gave up the ghost. In other words, there was something very powerful about that veil being torn, indicating that the Holy Spirit is now coming into the hearts of believers and a whole different form of ministry and dispensation has begun. Amen? The holiest of all. Verse 4, in this holiest of all, which had the golden censer, And the ark of the covenant Overlaid round about with gold Wherein was the golden pot That had manna And Aaron's rod that budded And the tables of the covenant And over it the cherubims of glory Shadowing the mercy seat Of which we cannot now speak particularly Praise God So Notice here he is giving them a small view of of what the covenant box had inside there, the Ark of the Covenant, which is also a symbol of Jesus Christ. All of these things are actually pointing towards Jesus. So you could say that the gospel was being preached to them in all of these types and shadows. But what happened with them was they just stayed with the type and the shadow. Imagine... (laughs) somebody has a fake or a model car you know I'm into models I used to make model aircraft and all that stuff you know with super glue stick them all together but today I'm telling you I'd rather have a real aircraft (laughs) what do you think have you made model cars you know those small things they come out of the soap box sometimes they used to keep little things in them for kids to get excited. Uh-huh. Even in the kinder joy, inside there, there's some little things you can assemble. Kids are always excited about that. And so we would rush and open up the box and bring out the thing. And, oh, wow, look at this. And we were so excited, you know, driving around or pushing them around. And, and then you see the real car. Which would you prefer? I think we'll go for the real. Don't take too much. Don't take too much. But you see, there are people who got stuck there with the model, or the type, or the shadow. And that's the Jewish people. So we owe them prayer. Praise God. Don't you think so? Imagine holding on to that model car and saying, this is all I want, this is everything. Meanwhile, real cars are driving around, people are driving around in them. So here we have Jesus, who's the real, thank God. And it took the force of God to open our eyes to see that. Otherwise, we also didn't consider Him as anything. But I think the worst part is He came to His own and His own received Him not. That's how powerful these things are. If you don't receive correction and adjustment, you can get stuck. You can hang on to some things that have nothing to do with the Word of God. Praise God. And you can fight over them and even kill people over them. Imagine Paul is the one who's talking about all this now. He used to kill believers. He thought he was right. Holding on to the model. Holding on to the shadow. Holding on to the type. And he used to kill Christians. And now he's saying, I saw light. Light hit me. I finally met this Lord. As I went about my so called life doing whatever, and things have changed, and today I have to explain. Can you see that? So, uh, receive the instruction. So, in the holiest place, in the Holy of Holies, there was this box, and um, there was the incense thing there. It was another kind of box, and um, interesting stuff. And sometimes people get stuck there, and that's it. But it's all about Jesus, you know. So let's consider for a minute the box, you know, where the angels are sitting. They're they're kind of bowing to each other, and their wings wings touch. The tips of their wings touch. All that is made with gold, uh, and it's a, a plating over an acacia wood box. And all that is supposed to represent... Jesus in his humanity and then his deity the gold is supposed to be his deity alright fine praise God inside that box is this pot it's a golden pot with manna you remember manna very important to God very important notice all these things are important to God and then the tablets that were given to Moses that's also important to God hallelujah hallelujah And then Aaron's rod that budded. That's also important to God. But if you notice, all these things that were important to God were refused by man. After the fall of man, it it has just become like that. What is important to God is refused by man. They didn't want that, you know, the, the tablets. In fact, it had to get physically broken. You know, very interesting. They didn't want the manna. They complained about it. This was supposed to be from heaven. Praise God. <laughs> and then there are those rods of Aaron. There was a fight about who should actually be the priest. Who should be the leader. They said, you guys are just choosing yourselves. I'm Apostle Jankity Jank. And I'm, you know, Apostle Doctor Jerusalem Pilgrim Jangara Jan. It was going on like that. You can just choose whatever you want. So finally God said, Okay, we're going to prove to you who I want to choose. So he said, Get me all the tribe heads and let them each bring one stick with their name written on it. And then give it to Moses and let him keep it in front of me and then we will know who I'm choosing. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what happened? Only one stick, which was almond, actually produced almonds and flowers. And that was Aaron's stick. So God is saying, this is the guy I have chosen. This is the guy you guys don't want. Because if you look at Aaron, notice him. He's not a great guy, okay? When there was this rebellion, that Moses has gone to the mountain. He's with God. Who will we worship? He's the one that went with the crowd and made... You know, the golden calf. That's the guy. So you wonder, what kind of guy is this? And when there was an uprising against Moses, where his own sister is also standing against him, guess what? Aaron was also there. So he's this guy who does not stand up, really. He's kind of go-with-the-flow guy. He doesn't really divide clearly where he stands. But guess what? God chose him. God just chooses who He wants. Alright? Praise God. And they didn't like it. So, these three things are... ...representative of, of what God has chosen... ...and what man has refused. Typical. What is important to God... ...but is not important to man. It's the same again. But, you know, in that picture... ...what you have there is... ...the covenant is carrying all those things inside. So, in other words... Jesus is carrying all the things that man doesn't want inside him. All their sin, their curse and everything. Bearing it all, goes to hell, pays the price, goes to the grave, buried with it, finished with it, rises up free so that man can be free. Hallelujah. Amen. But notice there, there was something called the the altar of incense also in there, in that same place. There's a small argument there if you read your Bible and you just press the references. If you have one of those type of Bibles, you will notice it says there's an argument there that that particular instrument was not in the Holy of Holies before. In the Old it is written that it was in the tabernacle. So how come it's in the Holy of Holies? Meaning that now in the New Covenant, the veil is opened up and priests, everyone that is a priest can offer worship and offer thanks to God. Or commune with God directly, straight into the Holy of Holies. So today in the New Covenant, every single one of us is a priest. Every single one of us has access to commune with God To worship Him, to offer praise, thanks to God the Father, through Jesus Christ, who took the sin, who took the curse, who took the poverty, who took all our failure. Hallelujah. So spend time, please, as much as you can, focusing on communing with Him. Maybe take communion every day. Maybe take communion a couple of times. Study the word. Ponder these things out. Remember the blessings. Remember what Christ has paid for. And let us enjoy the benefits of this new covenant. Hallelujah. After saying all this in Hebrews 9, there's 10, 11, 12, 13. Guess what he says in 13. Let's read that. So he talks about all of these things. And then... By 13 in 17 he says, Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. After showing them how we have changed from that kind of priesthood, that kind of age, that kind of covenant, To this better covenant He still tells them People are going to be speaking into your life They are going to be ruling over you They In the new covenant You must yield to them Listen to them Submit to the church Submit to the authority Of those who are over you in the Lord They have to give an account Let them do it with joy Not with grief With joy Not with grief with joy not with grief that is profitable for you did you see that isn't that very interesting hallelujah so my brother my sister this new covenant does have everybody as a priest Jesus is the great high priest but every one of us is a priest even though everyone is a priest And though everybody can take communion and must enjoy fellowship, you still have somebody who has to give an account for your soul. That's what he said in Hebrews 13. Between 9 and 13 he has explained and explained and explained how much they are now priests. Everybody is free to enter into the Holy of Holies. But he still said, go and obey and submit to those who rule over you. In the word. Who have spoken the word to you. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? So my brother and sister. I don't want to. You know knock you over the head too much. This is the truth. And it's good for you to receive it. I'm receiving it. Whatever instruction it is. Verse 7 also says. Remember them which have rule over you. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. Whose faith follow, considering the end of their lifestyle or conversation. So I know you have uh, all kinds of internet busyness. And you have a lot of things to do on the internet. And you have to forward many things. And you have WhatsApp and every other kind of sap and app and all that. But don't forget these things. okay? Jesus has not yet come and He is coming. The only thing is that the internet has now become accessible to everybody. So, we are also on the internet. Because we can't meet physically. But don't forget, the world has not changed. Let's stick with it. I believe God is more interested in you getting your rewards than even you. (laughs) Imagine telling a child... I'm going to give you all this and that and the other, but please adjust this, adjust this, adjust that. And the, ca- the child says, I'm not bothered about all that. But the father knows, this thing is going to affect you, man. When you come out of this properly, you will see, you will be honored, you will be respected, you will be treated differently for the rest of your life. Meanwhile, you're just telling them, if you study, I'll get you this. If you study, I'll give you that. <laughs> you say, oh, you talk a lot about children. Yeah, but I don't talk so much now. If you want to know, you can ask me privately. Hallelujah. Everybody has a choice. But We need to make choices and we are going to have to stand in front of him one of these days and our choices will be examined. And we will be rewarded based on that. We're not going to be thrown into hell. No, thank God for that. But you will receive rewards based on your choices. I will receive rewards based on my choices. And that day, our mouths will be shut. We'll just have to face it. So let's not put a stumbling block in front of anybody. But instead, let us help each other to be ready for that day. Hallelujah. I believe that God has spoken to us today. And I'm taking it to my heart and I'm going to make the adjustments and get wise and increase in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's pray for a minute. Father, we thank you. We worship you for the body of Christ as it is written. Take heed to yourself and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. To feed the flock. Hallelujah. Lord, whoever I'm supposed to oversee, I pray for them right now. I pray that they receive the food. That I get the feeding ability and I receive the food and I can feed them because you bought them over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Those that were purchased by the blood I worship you for them today. Count them worthy of your calling. You might be able to fulfill all the good pleasure of your goodness in their lives. And the work of faith with power. The name of the Lord Jesus be glorified in them. They be glorified in Him. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus. In Jesus name. Amen. You know. I'm glad that you are giving, tithing, and so on. Malachi 3 talks there that, how will you return to God? He says, in tithes and in offering. It's a way of returning to God. When you bring your substance to Him, here mortal men receive. I wish you could throw it straight to heaven, like, maybe you use the latest Hubble telescope catapulta, and just straight to heaven into Jesus Kisha but it doesn't work like that it's a body and he has an organization and he has placed it like that and you can decide whether you accept it or not and whether you give accordingly or not whether you return to him like that or not that's your choice I pray that we choose properly and we do what is right because he's coming soon Thank you for your gifts, thank you for your offerings, thank you for the tithes. I believe that you are giving directly to Jesus because here mortal men receive. But there he that receives for or lives forever receives. That is Hebrews the 7th chapter and the 8th verse. All this is in Hebrews explaining the workings of the original tabernacle. Or... The original plan of God with the Jews. And now the new covenant. Praise God. There they had a commandment to take. They had a commandment to take. In the new covenant we have a commandment to receive. In other words, we don't force anybody. It is there, but we don't force. It must be given because the person is excited. The person loves God the person understands and therefore he gives or she gives hallelujah then we will receive otherwise all you are giving is just notta pujim sunyam <sighs> zero hallelujah got to be funny sometime so I believe you have a blessed month and a blessed remaining of the year have fun see you around You're blessed.